My name is Chris Spaggs, and I'm on a quest to stack up every NFL team at random in Underdog Fantasy's Best Ball Mania 4. $3 million to first place, baby. You guys know the drill. I got seven teams left to stack. Of course, the wheel is the one that decides what I have to do on a given Friday. So let's see which of the seven remaining NFL teams I'll be stacking up first here today. Good teams, bad teams. Who will it be? Wow. The Chargers, a team that I mentioned earlier in the week, has escaped me, has evaded me at every turn. We're going to draft around them today. Going to have to reach for some stuff to get these guys. That's been part of the issue for me all offseason long is that Justin Herbert gets sniped. Keenan Allen goes a little bit earlier than he probably should as a guy who's uh, basically my age. <laughs> uh, guys like Mike Williams can sometimes go a little bit later, uh, but still for the most part going to sometimes be a little bit of a tough range to draft if you're not going out of your way to do it. Uh, so we will see what we can do here i am in this draft in the incredibly non-influential 11 hole so you can play along with me here on underdog and uh it does seem like we have some familiar names here uh feed the freezer i think is usually in the chat i know sam is usually uh watching the chat 10 minute here uh, so we'll see i know some people wanted to get in hopefully you guys did uh to play along here in underdog and if you do play on underdog use that promo code splash down below double your deposit Oh, here we go. Coach got in. Good. Coach was asking in the chat before, how do I get in here? Is it hard to get in? And thankfully, I ended up entering a room where there was about eight spots left. So I uh, gave a little notification to the chat. So if you ever want to try to get into a Spags draft, uh, sometimes I will ping if it looks like there's enough room to give you guys an actual opportunity to get in. I don't want to force people into any sort of uh, overfill rooms here, of course. Um, interesting week of news, of course, going on. Trey Sermon going off yesterday is a bit of a wild one. Uh, Rashad Penny looked good for what he did, but I do think the Trey Sermon stuff, uh, we've heard the drum beat a little bit from all offseason for the most part with the Philly beat writers talking about how Trey Sermon has looked like a guy rejuvenated, uh, maybe pushing for a roster spot. I tend to think it's still hard to believe they would cut a Rashad Penny, a guy who was one of the best backs in football in the advanced analytics for the last two years. But you never know how it goes. It does feel like DeAndre Swift getting the night off yesterday uh, maybe bodes well for him having a concrete role, definitely a concrete roster spot with a, the capital they gave up to get him. Uh, but interesting times here based off that one preseason game. And, and DTR, Dorian Thompson Robinson, looking pretty good once again, I would say. Concerned about ARSB's hammy? I would not be. I would not be. It's also, isn't it not his hand? I thought it was his ankle. Unless I missed another injury to Monroe St. Brown. Uh, the hammy is Jamison Williams. Some, somebody can correct me here. I know I've been, uh, there's been so much news lately and I've been very busy with work stuff. Uh, some positive movement so far for football outsiders potentially coming back this year, perhaps with a new interim editor in chief uh, who might be named Chris Spaggs. <laughs> so if you enjoy my football takes, uh, prepare to perhaps see him in the, one of the most luminary sites in history. Uh, let me put up the banner, too. I forgot to do that. Spag stacks. And, of course, we are stacking up chargers. Get it going. Get it going. Baby kept us up real bad last night, so I am on fumes. But that's sometimes when I make my best content, <laughs> I would say. Uh, so me and the fumes are going to do the best we can. All right. On the clock here, don't think we have to reach for anybody. Eckler doesn't fall to me. Obviously, I think if you are stacking chargers, you would like to get Eckler. Uh, so that's going to be one tough part of this right away. Uh, do I have to get ahead of anything? Okay. Probably not going to get Keenan Allen on the way back. 
Oh, I hate this. All right, so let's draft a guy. We didn't get Eckler in our Charger stacks. Let's right away try to do a thing. We hope to beat the guy we didn't get. I do think out of these backs, I've talked about a lot, the first round backs slash turn backs that I would have the most confidence in being able to beat an Austin Eckler, even being able to beat a CMC. To me, it's Bijan Robinson. To me, it is a Nick Chubb. Those are the two there. Because Chubb's gone, that makes the decision tree a little bit easier. So we're going to build around Bijan here. And I think we're going to do something absolutely batshit with pick number 14. <laughs> is what I am thinking we need to do because of these spots. <sighs> Keenan Allen can beat Garrett Wilson, right? Keenan Allen can beat Devontae Adams, I think. Um, what's Keenan Allen's ADP right now? He's at 35.6, maybe a faint shot of pushing him. Let's see if we can push him. Let's see if we can push him. I don't have the highest faith in the world, especially with 10 minutes, seemingly already coming from my stack, but no, we will. All right, we'll try to see if we can get Keenan Allen. If not, we'll try to do a Charger stack, I think, uh, with Mike Williams and with Quentin Johnston. A little bit less appealing to me. Uh, I do think, uh, much like I've talked about with Detroit, where if you're going to try to get that premium, that Omega Detroit stack, I think it's Amon Ross St. Brown. I think it's Shamir Gibbs. I think it's Goff. I think it's also Sam Laporta. If you get those four guys, you're capturing a large share of the offense. If you swap Gibbs for Montgomery, you're probably getting a little bit less stat correlation. You're still probably capturing a big part of that Detroit offense. For the Chargers, I think it's kind of the same thing, where you want Eckler, you want Allen, you want Williams, you want Herbert. And then I think uh, Quentin Johnson's a luxury there. But if you don't get one of Allen or Williams, you probably do absolutely want to get Mike Williams. So that's how I would view the Charger stack if you're trying to build it out. Like, And they're a team, too, with how good they are, as I've I've gracefully uh, sucked off Kellen Moore <laughs> on stream for all offseason. He is such a big upgrade over Joe Lombardi with what how Justin Herbert plays for these receivers, for all of that. Uh, so I think, really, that's going to be the main thing there is that you can make a bet that big on the Chargers and feel pretty good about it because uh, they could potentially be world beaters. Keenan's a trap play. Okay. I think that's fair. I get that's fair. Um, older player, probably going to run deeper routes than he's ever run in his career. Uh, we all know that his injuries certainly can accumulate soft tissue stuff with him always there every year. He's a guy, if you're going to worry about hamstring, uh, worry about Keenan Allen's hamstring. Uh, but I don't know that he's a trap play. I would say, honestly, if I were going to identify any charger as a, as a trap play, I think it's Austin Eckler. If we're being honest, <laughs> like I, I that's going to be a hot take here. Uh, just, I don't expect him to have as big of a share of an offense this year really had that kind of vintage saints offense for Kamara last year or for uh, Eckler last year, who's playing that Kamara role, getting a lot of checkdowns, getting a lot of that short stuff, obviously getting some more goal line work. I think this year with the shifts to Kellen Moore, um, you're going to maybe see him be a, a Tony Pollard type with how he approaches things offensively, but I don't think you see him get to quite the same heights where he was basically the bell cow back for both the run game and the pass game. I think this year he's going to be a little bit more and he's going to be involved, but he's also a guy too. That's uh, talked publicly about maybe I need to monitor my touches so I can get paid my next contract. Uh, I just wouldn't expect Eckler to have the same ceiling he had last year. Probably game the game will have the same ceiling, but overall I just don't expect him to have the same results. So if I were to identify a charger, it's a trap play. I do kind of think it's Eckler. Wish there were a more clearly defined handcuff because I know Josh Kelly's gotten more work. Uh, Spiller, I think is the more live one to really take a role. Um, but I would say with Eckler, like that's the, that's my concern. I can be wrong as always, as we say here on this channel, my takes in August can be as valid as yours. So if you love Eckler, you might be right. Almost full Eckler fade for me at cost. I'm not far off. Not far off. Shout out to the chat as well. My guy, Tony has been uh, joining splash play here and finally able to talk some teams with me on the discord. Of course, if you are a member here, if you hit that join button, I do review your teams as much as you want. Happy to get feedback as well on construction stuff. It's talking to Tony about the idea of Omega stacking different teams. Uh, and feed the freezer here, by the way, going, going nuts. So 
going off the reservation a little bit. So we are live to get, I think, a player that we want back for the stack. But we'll see. We'll see what a uh, what 10 minute does. And everybody else in between as well. Ramondre going right at ADP, which is interesting. Uh, first couple of days here, you guys saw on Splash Play with me and Pete earlier in the week, uh, got Ramondre at 41 in that draft. And now we see him going at 30 here. So that's pretty tough. Pretty tough. Trust me, bro. Okay. I trust you, 10 minute. I trust you. I trust the guys. The regulars here don't want to fuck up the spag stacks. Certainly not helping me out meaningfully. But for the most part, they're willing to stay out of the way. We'll see what Gimples does here. Gimples, don't you love Debo? Wouldn't you love a Lamar? All right, Keenan Allen. <laughs> we did it, gang. Spags is stacking. <laughs> love to see it. All right, let's see what Sam does here. Sam takes Jerry Judy, so you lose one of the potential bringbacks. We're just going to reach for Mike Williams here, and hopefully we will get Herbert then. But this is good news, man. I actually have to tell you guys, I have only one share of Justin Herbert on DraftKings, and it's not by choice. It's just because people are really enthusiastic about him. And it's one of those things for me where I've talked about it here. A QB play, the whole point of QB play is that you can theoretically be able to capture upside from later QBs. And I love Justin Herbert. I think the Chargers offense is live to be the top offense in the league. You know, at least one of them that's in the hunt there. But that said, if I have to reach for Herbert, if I have to go out of my way to get him, I'd rather let the draft come to me. I'd rather take other QBs. Like that's been the issue I've run into Herbert with time and time again. Uh, but I like the guy. Like I think he's a really strong play. So hopefully you'll still be safely waiting here at 59. Uh, I guess that's the risky part. If folks be frothing for Herbo, that is absolutely true. It has been my experience, and if that's going to be the case, like I'm happy to kind of let people get him. It sucks, but I think that's the way you kind of have to approach it. But now with the risk, really, is I presume 10 minute is going to go on a run of receivers here, so he probably won't be the one who would snipe me on a guy like Herbert. It'll be one of these other guys here that we don't know. It'll be feed the freezer thinking, I got to get that stack of Mark Andrews and Justin Herbert. That's not, <laughs> that's not a stack at all. Yeah, the mouth breathers on DK love unstacked Herbert. Absolutely. And if you missed DK yesterday, the stream I did uh, wasn't quite as tilt heavy, though, did get sniped on some players, uh, but had a lot of fun drafted on DK yesterday, my 99th and 100 drafts. Uh, so feeling pretty good about there. Got to up my DK, mainly maker drafts here down the home stretch, and we'll keep doing one a week. Um, and of course, Spag Stacks got a hopefully, hopefully three more weeks here of drafts. Uh, BBM seems like it's on pace to give us that, and we'll go from there. But we are on pace to hit our last final teams here, and I'm excited about it. And of course, as always, appreciate you guys coming along on the ride here with me. I know there's a lot of streaming hours out there, different folks doing best ball drafts. So always very grateful to have people come in here, whether it be on a Friday or the other four days a week that we're doing streams until the season starts. Fucking Phil Lancaster, yes. <laughs> Phil Lancaster really dicked us around yesterday in DraftKings. I think Sutton's the more unique bring back for Chargers, and I'd like to add Javante as well with him. I agree. Uh, Javante, one of my exposed running backs overall, or more exposed running backs, um, relative to the guys at least in that range. Uh, so Javante, a guy uh, apparently on pace to play 10 to 12 snaps in the preseason game for the Broncos. That bodes well for him as a guy coming back from a catastrophic knee injury. Uh, this is stuff we talk about. Uh, and the thing that I would plant in your brain moving forward for future years, guys that are 25, more likely to recover from an ACL, an MCL, any sort of knee injury. That's just the way that that goes. They're also a higher likelihood of recurring, I believe. But still, you know, the recovery, the chance to get back to full speed, it's much higher there for guys under 25. Whereas if you get a guy like Kyler Murray, uh, he is over 25. He's also pretty small. So 
Uh, maybe has a harder time recovering there, but it's a different position. Doesn't have to cut quite as much as a running back does. Uh, but I do think Javante, uh, well positioned to have a comeback. And even if he's not great to start the year, sometimes these guys are coming off of the knee injuries. Uh, perhaps can be there by the time we need him, which of course can be the back half of the season. Spags, is it a bad idea to take the other QB in your Week 17 matchup? Imagine, uh, example, having Herbert and Russ better get exposure to another game. So a lot of the sharp drafters would say that that is the case, yes, because basically you want to increase the probability of you hitting on a good game stack. So let's say you take Herbert with your you know two to three Chargers, and then you take a couple Broncos there, and your second QB is going to be Jordan Love, and you take Jordan Love with two to three guys, and you get two to three Vikings coming back. That's going to be more appealing because you're getting a share of two games. You're giving yourself the potential to have those two games put the entire lineup over the top. So I do think that's correct. At the same token, though, like if you love two teams, like I think Green Bay and Minnesota are going to be world beaters this year. I'm not world beaters, but I think they're going to be a lot better than people in fantasy uh, give Green Bay in particular credit for. Then there should be no issue taking those guys because like you believe in the team's ability to perform over expectation over the course of an entire year. So. I would certainly say that I see the merits in not taking two QBs from the same game because it gives you more exposure if you're building the right way for everything else. But that said, you know, and this motherfucker, he did it. He took Justin Herbert. Are you I'm blocking it in the screen? Feed the freezer took Justin Herbert. You know what? I, I throw the hat when this happens on DraftKings. I'm throwing the underdog hat. I'm sorry, underdog. I love you. Go pickums. But fuck, why? Why would you do that? Why would you? <laughs> What a fucking dildo. <laughs> Holy shit, man. You know, honestly, fuck it. It's it's bread hat time. Whenever the platform, somebody snipes me and fucking makes me mad, we go to the bread hat. That's just what we do here on Splash. <laughs> Dustin knows bread hat. Phil Lancaster burner. <laughs> I'm glad we're building this rich tapestry of references for me getting fucked over with my money <laughs> on stream. Freezer is Lancaster. <laughs> oh man. Uh, good old Ace Ventura. Can't make that movie these days. Anyway, we'll survive. We'll build the other side of it. So we'll do uh, what was being asked about uh, above here. And we'll try to build what Dylan was asking rather. And we'll try to build the Broncos side of it. And we'll do some other stuff. <laughs> but unfucking. If you talk about a team that really did not need Justin Herbert, like if 10 minutes took Justin Herbert, I'd be like, all right, man, I, I get it. I, you're in the chat. I'm going to time you out for five minutes, but fuck. <laughs> Fun start. Fun start here on Splash Play. All right, what are we going to do? What are we? Gonna... All right, we've got Jets. There's no Cleveland. We've got Atlanta. Uh, there's no Chicago. We've got the Chargers, and we don't have a QB. Um... <laughs> I'm spiraling in my head. I can't believe that guy did that to me. Uh, let's take, God, this is such an ugly pocket for a receiver. Let's take Tyler Lockett here. Could use a few more Tyler Lockett bags at this point, but getting a lot of JSN in rooms. I'm still heavy on DK Metcalf. Still think he is a fine play. Happy to get the closing line value. I'm going to get on him. Uh, but, but man, feed the freezer, feed the freezer. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to fucking tune up my own freezer. <laughs> this one as punishment as revenge against freezers writ large. I prefer how you turn into Yosemite Sam when you get sniped. <laughs> As Pete smiles and says, oh, well, what tarnation? I'm shooting off guns, twirling my big red mustache here. Motherfucker. I can't believe that. 
<laughs> but I've said it before. I do think, you know, if you're doing content and I get why Pete plays it cool. Like he's doing more of the poker bro mode of things where you're trying to make it look nice and, you know, like you're, you're chill and you're going to manage the room and you're going to do flight control. I can tell you if I'm doing this at home and that same thing happens to me, I'm going feed the freezer, fuck the freezer, <laughs> throw the phone. All right. Um, got some okay picks here. Nothing really correlating that well. And uh, I've mentioned I do want to get to 30%, 25 to 30% George Pickens. So that quest continues here. Uh, I've gotten him cheaply. I've gotten him expensively. I don't care. Pickens to me. Ryan Clark sold me. He's more talented than Justin Jefferson. No, uh, I really do believe that uh, Pickens is a guy really primed to break out, hearing all the right drumbeat for him. Um, Very happy to get Pickens on any build. And now we are in a position, too, where we do have five receivers, so we'll probably lay off the position here. Um, unless, well, we'll see what we got on the way back. We'll see what we got on the way back, but don't think this will be a full extreme zero RB. Like I've been turning out on the channel lately. A tough fish vid. Yes. I've heard that this guy is, uh, we have some parallels on what we do. Tough fish's soul lives in me. Thank you. Thank you. Loki, I don't mind when this happens so I can build the other side of the week 17 game and have the best bringbacks. That is a good way to view it by Tony. Um, Look, I get the tilt is very frustrating. Uh, Pat wrote up a long article on legendary upside. Pat Crane, of course, the BBM three winner. And I'm trying to remember, I need to give context for all this stuff because not everybody is in our our little Pete overs at bubble that I'm in, that Pat's in, that ever, you know, or, or is now is, is Pete in the Pat Crane bubble? I don't know. Uh, point being, though, uh, he wrote an article talking about how basically if you're getting sniped on a QB, it's going to hurt the person sniping you a lot more than it is yourself, especially if they don't have the correlations. And even if they do have the correlations later on from other guys, they don't have the best correlations. So, uh, the way that Tony's laying it out here, like you're right, it gives you a different unique texture to your build as opposed to like reaching for the QB. But that said, you know, when you're trying to build a goddamn charger stack <laughs> on a video called Spag Stacks and you can't get Justin Herbert <laughs> normally in your regular drafts, oh well. What bullshit though? <laughs> what bullshit? Uh, taking Wilson hurts everyone. That's probably true. Would I be as high on Pickens in a managed league instead of best ball? That's a good question. Um, I think so. I think I would be because I just believe the talent is really big for him. If I were to put, you know, my, my life on the line and say, there are two second year receivers that are going to go off and take a meaningful leap into that tier, uh, the, the hallowed grounds of the guys going in the first and second rounds. I think it's Pickens. I think it's Christian Watson. Um, Jalen Waddles in his third year, right? So he wouldn't qualify, but he'd be another guy I'd put in that range as well. Uh, but he's already getting drafted. Like he's there anyway. Uh, so, but I think those guys really are, you know, that equivalent for this year. So yes, I would take Pickens in any format. Um, I think he's certainly going to look a little better in best ball because of the fact that he is a downfield guy is going to give you those major spike weeks, but I think his route tree expanding well enough. Like that's been the big talking point was he needs to expand his route tree. Everybody who critiques him says he ran too many go routes last year. It's all he can do. And this year in camp, he's showing off all his routes. The beats are loving him. Uh, obviously we saw the one big play in preseason. Hopefully we'll see some more. Um, their dress rehearsal game coming up this weekend, I believe, is what the, the Steelers are doing. So they're going to go full go for one game, and then that'll be it. Um, a relative full go for preseason. But I think Pickens, to me, just, yeah, just a freak. Guy does everything right. Real football guy's guy. <laughs> you know, we want to take bullshit things that don't really matter. The Herbert on stack snipe is very real. Happened to me twice this morning. Jeez. <laughs> It's an epidemic, honestly. People, we could go back to 2020 and talk about COVID and all that, but boy, the real pandemic is people <laughs> stealing Justin Herbert from you over and over again. But it really has been a thing that has occurred to me enough, and I just, at a certain point, was like, I guess I'm just never going to get chargers. And that's been proven right. It's been proven right. 
then the wrong spot to do a charger stack correlates much better if you have picks five to nine. That's true. And that was something that somebody pointed out to me earlier or not early, not early enough in the spag stack process, but earlier where Quentin Johnson goes to K O'Connor. So we won't get him. That's fine. Um, but like, basically what I should have done was, you know, I can have a couple teams that I pick from based upon where I'm going in a draft and it makes it probably a little more intuitive, uh, but we'll figure it out for next year. We'll make some improvements to spag stacks next off season, of course. And uh, next off season, I think we're going to be, I think I'm going to be streaming all this. I'm going to be streaming five days a week. I think all off season next year is what <laughs> I'm going to do and just put up drafts every day and eventually uh, win the, win the favor of the public. All right. We're on the clock here. Uh, but, uh, all right. Nothing. Nothing great. Uh, hmm, all right. And they were going to take a running back here. Which one? We got Seattle, Pittsburgh. Javante doesn't fall to us. Nobody correlating that fantastically. I am just, yeah, going to let a timeout on David Montgomery. Um, was going to star him, but it doesn't matter. I don't want to reach for Dalvin Cook. I don't think I need to do that at this point of things. So we'll just let that happen. But a Bijan, David Montgomery started running back. Then we have Garrett Wilson, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Tyler Lockett, George Pickens at receiver. And we are now going to close ourselves at a receiver for a little bit because I want to make sure to get a Bronco in. We're going to take Cortland Sutton. So the team so far then, uh, Wilson, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Tyler Lockett, George Pickens, Cortland Sutton at receiver. No tight ends yet. No QBs yet. <laughs> no QBs yet. <sighs> Unbelievable. Need more ass to win the public's favor. Call him Spag B because he got them titties. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you. <laughs> Glad to always read Tyler's chats out loud for things like this. <laughs> but that's the luxuries you get if you are a splash play part of the family here. And of course, I do need to, now that we're on the turn and we have a few seconds, uh, please guys make sure to subscribe to the channel down below. About 48% of people watching all the joy that I'm having on stream, all the fun we're having. Oh, aren't we having fun? Oh, we're doing it here every day, five days a week of drafts until the season starts. So please join in on the fun and uh, subscribe down below. Hit the like button. Hit the like button too. Helps us get seen by more people. Helps me make this into a viable revenue stream, hopefully. If not, you know, at least I get to talk to new people, which is always fun. Uh, let's see. Good start overall. Thank you. Thank you. This is a build for some Mayfield and Otten at 17, 18. I hope not. <laughs> I sincerely hope not. Okay. All right. There we go. Tyler's explained his takes. T-Law and Ridley is always your best bet for the top tier QB, not to get sniped by an uncorrelated team in my experience. Meatwad is correct here and a great reference to a great show, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, that I have not watched in a while, but God damn it, did I love it when I first started smoking weed in college. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, really, if you take Ridley, um, especially if you take Ridley and Kirk, uh, you know, I'd be careful where you're taking Kirk right now with the fact that he is likely to be only in three receiver sets with what we've seen so far with Zay Jones playing outside alongside Ridley. Uh, but that said, I do think that, uh, Trevor Lawrence, you could force into the eighties in some rooms. So Herbert though, you literally can't force him. like Burrow Herbert, those two guys, you cannot force a slide on them. People are just happy to take them unstacked and then that's it. Um, and that's a mistake, by the way. Uh, anybody running in, if you are a person who takes an unstacked Herbert and unstacked Burrow and doesn't at least add some later pieces on to help that out, um, if you're taking unstacked Herbert, like you get Quinton Johnston, you get Gerald Everett, uh, you got to do that. If you get Burrow, you got to get Irv Smith, maybe Tyler Boyd, you know, maybe one of the running backs like a Chris Evans or Chase Brown, who I'd prefer. Uh, but if you are going, if you're one of the people that takes those QBs unstacked, 
you are going to go into the finals and you're going to go against people that have the full Cincinnati rollout. So you got to find a way to get different there and you're probably hurting yourself if you are one of the people that does click those guys unstacked. Wow, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Are we the olds now? <laughs> I think we are. I think we are. We'll do a second draft today too, by the way. So keep that in mind here. Spag Stacks, doubleheader. Uh, I've been enjoying doing two drafts in a row on the stream. I feel like uh, 45 minutes, like one draft feels a little bit short. And at the end of the video, I will go over my current exposures and BBM4 as well. So you guys can see where I'm at with things. Uh, definitely flattening out down the home stretch, which I, I think is a positive, but also as somebody that does have some pretty strong player takes and pretty strong player convictions about the data we should be using to identify these guys and, and highlight them. Of course, the estimated points added metric I talk about, the DVO numbers. Um, those are things that I think, you know, I probably should try to maybe get some more of my guys if I want to get overweight on them. Guys like Pickens in particular. People have been tilting feed the freezer for a year, it looks like. There are a couple of threads on Reddit. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know he was this infamous. I mean, his team is stupid. <laughs> his team is stupid and not correlated and probably not that good. It feels like he's building an advance rate team, which uh, is the one thing, you know, I know people want to advance. I know there are people out there that just want to get their entry fee plus a little back. That's not how you draft for BBM. It's just not going to add a lot of value to you. Um, was hoping Samaje Pirine would fall and come back to me. He is not going to, so we will do some other stuff to get our Denver. How do I get the squirting helmet next to my name? Hit that join button down below, $4.99 a month. And then if you do join while we're live on stream, I will put on my classic welcome to the family Italian stereotype hat to represent my people and we'll welcome you to the family. But yes, just hit the join button down below under the video. And then also I'll review your teams and give you feedback. And if you want to talk about any game theory stuff for best ball. And once we're in season, DFS, same thing. Uh, prop bets, same thing. Uh, but lots of fun stuff, I think, coming for in season as well. If you're just like, oh, Splash plays a best ball draft channel. No, because I gamble on football all year long and I do it as best I can. And sometimes even win tens of thousands of dollars infrequently, but it does happen. Let's see what we're going to do with our pick here. Big fall for Evan Ingram. Doesn't really do anything for my build, but just going to say it out loud. Big fall for Evan Ingram. Ah. Uh, Am I going to fuck Sam if I take Evan Ingram? No. All right. I'm going to take Evan Ingram here. I think this is just too good of a pick at this point. And uh, with no QBs, like obviously I'm not going to add Trevor Lawrence. I can't go back in time and add Trevor Lawrence. Uh, but I do think that's a pretty nice value at this point. And uh, let's see. Second running back. We've got a 0 2 6 one. I don't think we need to worry about a QB yet. Let's go B-Rob here. Again, a little bit of a value to scoop up some value players here. As I've said on stream, you know, I do believe that the best way to get yourself a unique texture is going to be to try to let these ADP values see you uh, fall to you and then try to build around that stuff. At this point, like we're not going to build heavily around Washington or Jacksonville, but I do think getting these guys give us a little bit more uniqueness uh, than we already had with getting sniped on Justin Herbert. Oh, good, Brandon. Got him cracking up out loud in the office. I appreciate that. Always glad to see. That's what Splash Play is about. Want to give good football info out and just want to have people be happy. <laughs> want to bring joy to the people. Come get splashed. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. 
Do you have any merits to the draft summary projection? The algo makes no a little sense. So I wouldn't worry about your projection. As I've mentioned on here, I, I do think there's been a lot of questions about this lately as well. Sometimes they just don't accurately reflect like what's going to happen with rookies in particular. Um, like Anthony Richardson had a lower projection because of the fact for a while, because of the fact that like there's a risk point that he might not start all the games. So they had a projection on Minshew, then a projection on Richardson. There are also people too that'll take four QBs in a draft. If you do that, your projection is going to be higher because they're including those QBs in that projection. So really the main thing is like, just make sure you're not building lineups that I would say are under 2,300. Um, if you're building lineups over 3,300, you might also be doing something weirdly too, like taking too many QBs. Uh, but I just wouldn't sweat the projection stuff. Like if you're in that range of, you know, mid twenties, low threes, like you're fine, but it doesn't matter that much. It does not matter that much. <laughs> uh, this is the, the splash play ethos of the community. I'd hate slash love to see y'all's private tabs in Google. How about it? The fact that I don't even use, I don't even use an incognito. We just free, just free roll it here. Just don't let anybody touch your computer. <laughs> that's the, that's the big winner there. 32 beat riders. Jordan Mason appears to be taking the lead over Davis price in the competition to the RB two spot. Uh, what happened to Eli Mitchell? He's just out. Uh, I don't think it's actually the RB two spot. I think they mean the current RB two spot until Mitchell gets back, but Mitchell is ahead of both those guys in the pecking order. Uh, Jordan Mason being able to do special team stuff has always kept him ahead of TDP. So TDP needed to be like a real world beater and what he's putting out on the field. Uh, I think to have that, that upside he needs. Mm-mm. Oh, there we go. What? Spags in the AM makes me and my little buddy very happy. <laughs> Thank you. You know, I've always said here, if we can keep the fellas aroused, <laughs> that's how you keep them happy. What do they say about uh the, the old, like, very insensitive expression that what women would sometimes say is like, you got to keep your man's belly full and his, his, keep his belly full and his balls empty. Is that the thing? Did I just make up the second half of that? <laughs> I might have. I might have. All right. Hopefully, <laughs> do we think Feed the Freezer is going to take Aaron Rodgers? Because I think there is a very non-zero chance he's going to do it. <laughs> not to hurt me, not to spite me, just because this is apparently how he likes to draft. Hurting men in bread hats. Okay, that is actually a saying. Good, good. I knew the belly full thing. I didn't know if balls empty was part of it. It's coming up with my own unique sexist euphemism. Thanks, Nez. And Nez is doing serious work over on the Badge Rose. He and the guys over there uh, with John and Nanumi every day are just doing real work in drafts. And I'm here trying to figure out how to work in guys' balls getting drained. <laughs> He's got a fucking timeout on Aaron Rodgers, isn't he? No. <laughs> okay. We might get a QB. Maybe. There's potential for us to get a QB. What is going on with these running backs? Algier at 126? That doesn't happen very often. Tank at 120? This is a crazy fucking room. Oh, good. What? Okay, does he at least have Brees? No, of course not. No, he's got nothing Jets related. You got to take Aaron Rodgers when you don't have a single Jet. It's going to be one of those days, huh, guys? <laughs> going to be one of those days. Unbelievable. <sighs> All right. Let's get this. We can do this. We can get a player. <laughs> uh, I am going to take Jalen Warren with this one. Just want one more running back who's good. We do have a little bit of a bet on old George Pickens. So let's do that. Wow. Nez and new. Oh, Nez. I think you know what that means. I don't care if I'm on the clock. 
Nez, welcome to the family, Nez. Always great to see you. And I don't know if Nez is a paisan, but my own, this guy can make himself some brand in the world of underdog. Welcome to the family, Nez. Great to have you being a part. Anyway, all right, let's make a pick. Uh, <laughs> do I Goffer Wilson? Mm, could really make the running back people go apoplectic by taking Eli Mitchell, too. Let's just take Russell Wilson. So we will sort of have a charger stack going. Um, and that way we do have our correlation uh, with Cortland Sutton. So the team so far, Russell Wilson, I got to put my hat. On. I feel naked without a hat and my hair not put up. Russell Wilson at QB, Bijan Robinson, David Montgomery, Brian Robinson, double Robinsons, uh, Jalen Warren at running back, at receiver, Garrett Wilson, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Tyler Lockett, George Pickens, Cortland Sutton, and an Evan Ingram floating around a tight end. I like the team. I don't think any of it makes sense together. Like, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think this is going to jump everybody here down the home stretch. Oh, wow. All right. Rabbit Shih Tzu joining as well. This is a big day here on Splash. I'm making the, the five bucks all over the place. Rabbit Shih Tzu, welcome to the family. Hey, it's a great time here. The Rabbit Shih Tzus are always the best Shih Tzus. I want more rabbit dogs in this crew here in the Splash Play family. Maron. What else? What else do we say in Italian? Mamma mia. It's a me, <laughs> Mario. Anyway, I'll go to the family. All right. <laughs> who keeps switching hats here? I'm a man who wears many hats. Literally, metaphorically. Oh, I'm back in the underdog hat. No, we're still mad at you. <laughs> Whew, I'm like Carrot Top over here with a prop closet. Is that Tony Soprano? No, it's just a generic Italian guy that I, I, I'm reclaiming it for our people. Too many people out there, Chris Pratt gets to play Mario. They don't call Chris Spaggs and go, hey, you're actually Italian. Let's like, you know, I should be Mario. I, <laughs> I don't care that I've never done voice work or have very little fame. I think I should be Mario because I'm Italian and he's not. I stand by it. We're under different hats in one stream. We already hit the over two and a half, so we're crushing. I got I got a couple more. I got all the money hats back here, too. We could really smash the over if things align the right way. <laughs> Tony Spragano. <laughs> oh, Tony Spragano. Rest in peace. Great, great coach. The guy, the inventor of the Wildcat, Tony Spragano. Bodega Italian. That's a good way to sum it up. Hey, shout out Brandon, $20 Super Chat. Appreciate you, Spags. Appreciate you too, Brandon. Thanks for, uh, Brandon's a member, but yeah, Brandon's got different handles too, I think. Uh, yeah, appreciate you, Brandon, uh, being here. And and thanks again. Really, uh, always happy to panhandle here for money. <laughs> no, but honestly, this is always, this is fun. Uh, always glad to see this many people coming out on a Friday morning, uh, ready to do some drafts. Let's look at the other teams and see if there's anything interesting here, because that is the one thing I have to admit as a streamer I do incorrectly. Uh, feed the Freezers team, absolute dog shit. I think we can all agree there. Though we did get a double stack with Mahomes, so that's pretty cool. He actually did something that made sense. <laughs> so feed the Freezer crushing. Ah, got it. Brandon, Brandon, a man of mystery, many handles. Uh, let's see. Anybody else doing anything good? Andy took, ooh, this is fun. I didn't even see this. Anthony Richardson went at 74. It's closing line value is coming back. Just one big play from AR coming up in a preseason game. And then we'll get him in the 70s every time. And I'll look like a genius. And then we can victory lap it until he somehow hurts himself. <laughs> somehow, somehow. Okay, we got Spags ASMR sauce of freezer, please. Okay. 
Well, I suppose if you have to take two tight ends early, you must take the oldest, dustiest tight end who's had more usage than anyone in football over a decade, Travis Kelsey. And you simply must snipe a QB from a man who's just trying to make ends meet, just trying to feed his 17-month-old son. But you gotta do that with Justin Herbert. No correlation whatsoever. Of course, you have to take a play. This is too much. This is going on too <laughs> I'm gonna lose people. You got the gist. You got the gist. Shout out Tyler, though. All right, let's take some picks. Ooh, this is a high-energy stream. Oh, okay. We get Dulcich falling back here. I'm not gonna push him. I won't, I won't disrespect Sam uh, by pushing him further. So we got two tight ends, so we should be good there. Need the second QB. We're live for a couple here. Uh, so after I just said, I don't want to snipe Sam. I, I think he's also building Pittsburgh, but I'm just going to get my QB too. Kenny Pickett, come on down. Kenny Pickett is going to end up as one of my highest exposed QBs this entire time. Uh, <laughs> Lucky Seven saying we bear through the overall product. You're good. Fair enough. Fair enough. Could have pushed Dulcich to the 18th round. All right, yeah. <laughs> At this point, maybe. I think it was fair to take him there, though. And I just want to, like, I'm done at QB, so now we're, we've avoided the world of snipes after getting sniped a couple times in one draft. Uh, so now we're good. We got our guys. I'll read the team out again because I don't think I did that when I was actually just looking at it. Russell Wilson, Kenny Pickett at QB, Bijan Robinson, David Montgomery, Brian Robinson, Jalen Warren at running back, a receiver, Garrett Wilson, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Tyler Lockett, George Pickens, Cortland Sutton, not quite zero RB, but close to it. And then a tight end, Evan Ingram, Greg Dulcich. I'd love to get a little bit of correlation for Bijan somehow. Um, I think we need one more running back. Probably don't need to go to six in this one. So I think we're going to have some luxury picks down the home stretch because we're covered at the onesie positions, got the two there, uh, covered at receiver for the most part. Uh, this team is like not one of my favorite teams I've built, but I think we're like locked and loaded at every position for the most part. Roshan going at 152, kind of interesting. Saw Foreman left, <coughs> excuse me, saw Foreman left on the board, but Roshan goes at 152. Uh, I think that's right. I think Roshan should go ahead of Foreman. Shouldn't go ahead of Khalil Herbert with how much he's getting steamed up, but should go with Foreman. <laughs> Notes of self. Replay ASMR bit again while Google searching dragon. I got to admit, I don't know what the second half of that is, <laughs> but okay. Okay. Nice recovery from the snipe of Herbert. Like the team. Thank you. It's, you know, again, it's not the pure Chargers stack, but I do think we have some nice texture to it. Um, like, I don't know what it takes for us to beat a Herbert team at the end. I would think it is just that Bijan beats Eckler. Uh, Russell Wilson is a better QB. Like, in that game, I think that's a possibility. So I think we took some interesting angles to do it. But, I, you know, I wanted the pure uncut Charger stack, but we don't get it. Uh, Roshan's ADP is now 153.3. Oh, so he's actually fully ahead. Okay, I didn't realize that. Good, good. I've been taking Roshan all offseason long without a care in the world to where he's going. Uh, took him when he was at a discount. Now he's coming back up. Would happily take him there too. Uh, Roshan, one of those dudes. Working with the first team this week, Cole Komet, giving him some praise about how he's so physical and attacking all of the pass protection drills in a way that uh, really impressed Cole Komet. And these are all good things for Roshan because the way you see the field as a rookie, having a unique skill set, 
being good in pass protection. Roshan's got both those. He is a massive power back. He's also a guy that can catch passes and avoid tackles while catching passes. Uh, over a 40% avoided tackle rate when he caught a pass last year. These are really good things. Did what I could from the 10. Thank you. Ah, okay. I missed the, I love that you guys have your own inside jokes in the chat. We posted earlier comment for my edification here. I Googled dragon dildo on main, not incognito. And let me tell you, I like <laughs> every time I start Googling anytime. Okay. I got it. I, <laughs> I follow now. I follow now. Our Deonza Foreman goes, I would have taken him as my fifth running back, but we won't be doing that now. It's fine. I think we'll survive without a correlation for Bijan at running back. Uh, a lot of tight ends left on the board. Kind of wish I hadn't forced my way to tight end so early, but it doesn't really matter that much. If Cole Komet ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. That's true. Also, a fun game for you guys, actually. Uh, and I'll, I'll pull up the full screen for myself here. So I'm happy to see as many regulars we have here. I made an addition to my background. Can you guys see what it is? Make your guess in the comments. The winner gets uh, me saying, hey, this guy's the winner. But what did I change in the background here? You tell me. Back to the board. Here we go. Lucky seven knows blue doge. It is not actually, it's not even bluey. It is in fact, bluey's dad bandit. <laughs> it's bandit. I find to be the most inspirational father in content that I've ever come across. It's like him and Walter white. And Al Bundy. Those are the three <laughs> I would put as my, my three man route must Mount Rushmore of dads. Oh, it's not a cock. There we go. That's it's a dragon dildo in the background here. All right, let's make a pick here. All right, we don't have anything for Miami. We could really take a charger running back late and get weird with it. This honestly still might be a six running back build for me just because I think there is opportunity in that. Let's go Jeff Wilson. Just a solid running back who I think works in this build. There we go. No timeout. Um, so the team so far, Russell Wilson, Kenny Pickett, Bijan, David Montgomery, Brian Robinson, Jalen Warren, Jeff Wilson, Garrett Wilson. So we've got a couple Wilsons and a couple Robinsons. Uh, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Tyler Lockett, George Pickens, Cortland Sutton, Evan Ingram, Greg Dulcich. I feel like I should just draft another Allen, another Williams. <laughs> Just to give myself a lot of corner the market on similar last names. All right, let's see. <laughs> That's actually funny. Bandit makes me feel like a terrible dad. Uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. actually wrote an entire article complaining about that. <laughs> which I think is one of the funniest things that's ever occurred in the history of the world where he felt that bandit as a dad on bluey sets the bar too high for working dads who are doing a lot of stuff. I think it's like, yeah, it's hard. It's hard being a mom too, but it's like, it's not that hard to just be a dad who like hangs out with your kids and does stupid games. Uh, all right. I think we should take another receiver. Who am I going to take? Hmm. Matchy looks pretty good. God, this is just such a tough, tough situation for this board. I'm going to take McCole Hardman here. Get a little bit of difference here with Garrett Wilson. Obviously it would make more sense if I had gotten Aaron Rodgers at some point. Uh, but I do think if there's a world where let's say this Chargers Broncos combo matters, 
I can try to find a way to get leverage against my Garrett Wilson share. So let's say he gets a zero. And this is something I thought about last year when I had Justin Jefferson shitting the bed for some of my finalist teams overall on DraftKings and the one that I had an underdog. Um, if you had KJ Osborne for one of those Justin Jefferson dud games in the playoffs, you would have then had a pretty good game. So I do think there is some value in sort of backstopping your stud receiver with one of the guys on the team who could be like that. Oh, Garrett Wilson's covered and Cole Hardman gets two touchdowns kind of things. Uh, not a move that I'm making all the time, but it is something here, right? That was a tiebreaker for me just trying to add another receiver in the room. Shout out to guy Larry as well. Uh, if you don't listen to Larry here, I don't know who you're listening to. What's up? Remember to smack that like button on the way in. Please do. Helps us out a lot here. Helps out any channel you like on YouTube. Honestly, just hit the like button on their videos. It'll obviously show more of those videos to you in your feed, but it'll also help suggest it to people like you. Uh, so that's sort of why we do it. Uh, it's not just a vanity metric. I could give less of a shit about any vanity metrics out there. I lost 8,000 followers since I was at Barstool. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about vanity metrics. I care about, though, uh, just... Yeah, give giving people a shot. Give people a shot to come in here and learn about dragon dildos and bluey, all that. All right. Aaron Rodgers naked drafter slamming the keyboard. He's been waiting for that McCole Hardman to come back. Oh, <laughs> go AC cards. Team is not bad, but I would have taken Herbert to complete the double stack. Yes, <laughs> that is true. Not a Juwan Johnson fan. He's okay. If I have a Saints build going, he's fine. Um, I don't think he adds a ton of value to this one. I guess you could say I might want to take a third tight end with how Dulcich has been falling. I think normally I would say Ingram and Dulcich is enough for a two tight end build. I feel the same way about the QBs. Like the way that this team wins is Russ being a lot better than he should be. It's and, and also Kenny Pickett. So I think with this build in particular, like I don't feel the need to go to three QBs but I could see why one would. And, you know, we got some picks coming up, so maybe we'll get a third QB, but probably not a third tight end, I don't think. But maybe. We could do a 3-5-7-3. That'd feel pretty good. Let's see what the board gives us. Back to the big board. Take a sip of water. I've been talking a lot. <laughs> I say it like it's a surprise. I've been talking a lot in the stream where you guys in the chat are my co-host. <laughs> but yes, I've been talking a lot today. Is he going conquers? Going, yeah, he might. Oh, no, he still didn't. Okay, did the Aaron Rodgers guy take? What the fuck is this guy doing? He correlated his Aaron Rodgers with Jordan Love. <laughs> That's what he did. Did he forget that? <laughs> so he drafted Christian Watson, right? Then he drafted Aaron Rodgers. Do you think he just forgot for a moment like Aaron Rodgers on the Jets? And he was like, oh, yeah, I got to stack up Rodgers with Christian Watson. And he's like, oh, shit, I got to get Jordan Love now. I totally forgot about that. All right. Should I take the conch man just to spite this dude? <laughs> I don't think he's going to take Conklin, but okay. Let's have, you know what? We got the two bye weeks. We'll take a week seven bye. I'm not a big Tyler Conklin fan. I think there's a world where Uzoma and Jeremy Ruckert are just rotating in and Conklin is back to being a journeyman tight end. I know that he kind of got a volume based role last year and did pretty well with it to his credit. But I do think that Conklin's one of those guys where. Like, he's not really a dude. He's just a guy that kind of lucked into his spot last year. And there have been so many things in training camp of it's like, oh, Jeremy Ruckert's catching this pass. And I'll tell you what, if the Jets play Jeremy Ruckert, he's like a local Long Island guy. Obviously, you know, the Jets play in Jersey, but they are formerly a Long Island team. I think people would really grow to love Jeremy Ruckert. So I, I don't think Tyler Conklin's a dead pick, but I do think he's a little bit of a... I wouldn't go reaching for Tyler Conklin, personally. All right, let's see. I think we got Ritter here. 
let's just correlate Ritter. I think honestly, like getting another receiver in doesn't really help me that much. Getting another running back in, like we've got guys with roles. Bijan's going to theoretically carry a lot of the load here. And then, uh, yeah, receiver. I just don't know that anything would have added too much. Could have gotten an eighth guy, but I like the three QB build. So the final team here, Russell Wilson, Kenny Pickett. And this is the final team in our Chargers stack. Russell Wilson, Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter, Bijan Robinson, David Montgomery, Brian Robinson, Jalen Warren, Jeff Wilson, at wide receiver, Garrett Wilson, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Tyler Lockett, George Pickens, Cortland Sutton, and Nicole Hardman. And then a tight end, Evan Ingram, Greg Dulcich, Tyler Conklin, Maybe could have taken Cedric Tillman here for a Cleveland bring back. Uh, I guess also Jerome Ford was kicking around for a while if I wanted to add a sixth running back. But we took Bijan so early that I think it didn't make sense necessarily to do that. That's a hot take. Bijan gets a 375 points in PPR. All right. Uh, no disrespect to the guys still drafting, except for Feed the Freezer, who all the disrespect to Feed the Freezer after what he did to me today. But let's go back to the wheel spin. We'll prepare for draft number two. And uh, we'll see what we get for our the sixth team left on the board. Six teams remaining. Spin it. Let's do it. Who will it be? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. oh. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. I am going to enter the draft room, though. So if you want to play along with me, I'll give a little buffer here. Join me in Best Ball Mania 4. I'm entering the room right now. $25 to win $3 million, unless you're drafting the Bucks. All right. They had to be done at some point, right? They had to be done at some point. Let's change the banner. Buccaneers. How do you... Selling Buccaneers is hard. There's only one N, right? Two C's, one N. I think that's about right. Wait, why is it still showing charters? I just fucking edited that. I just really spelled Buccaneers very difficultly. Buccaneers. Save. Show. All right. Now it's a spag stack. Now it's a spag stack. Ooh, Influencer 101 for 10 minutes. I get the less influential 103. And the good news... We don't have to think about Bucks for a while. We got we got a few rounds before we got to worry about this one. Uh, so if I were going to do a Bucks stack, um, I wouldn't. <laughs> if I were going to do a Bucks stack, though, I think the way to play it is that they're basically a 500-ish team who's in the hunt to win the NFC South. They roll into Week 17. They need to win a must-win game against New Orleans, who's also in the seat, to win that NFC South. So I think you want to go really heavy on both Tampa Bay and New Orleans uh, because of the pocket here. I don't know what we're going to do on that front. <laughs> Watch Chris Spags like $50 on fire. <laughs> Today's edition of Spag Stacks. That first seed was perfectly valid. It wasn't like a great one. This one, though, we'll see. What is uh, Jay Sundry, Jay Sunby going to do here? Wouldn't have mind getting Jamar Chase. What can I do to set myself up? Because I need a lava to fall. You know, because I need Olave to fall, I actually think this is a build where it makes sense to go Christian McCaffrey. Right? Yeah. Because I want to give more receivers for these guys to take, so I'll have a better shot at getting Olave at 22. Olave's normally got an ADP of 19-ish. Yeah, 19.8. So I need him to fall two spots. The way to do that is to make a little bit more running back piggery for these guys. So I'm going to take McCaffrey here. Hopefully these guys will also go on a run where maybe they take Chubb, Eckler, Bijan. Um, 
Barkley, like get all those guys out of the way and that'll give us a shot to get Olave at 22. The question is, which Tampa Bay QB will you take? So I think if you're playing it as though Tampa Bay is going to win games and like I said, like be a 500 team-ish who's in the hunt to win it all. And I think that's tough for them to further record. Like they're a bottom five Super Bowl odds team. They are an underdog in every game this year uh, with the Vegas odds. That stuff is all bad, but that's sort of their pathway. They get that pathway probably by Baker being okay from the jump or them quickly realizing that Baker is bad and moving to Kyle Trask. And then Kyle Trask is like Kurt Warner, so to speak, obviously another dated reference, but like, that's sort of what I think you're hoping for. Um, yeah. Also like congested. So I apologize. Uh, I'm literally breathing like Tony Soprano here. <laughs> uh, I think you got, <laughs> sorry, but I think uh point being, I would take Baker but I think there's certainly a world where they can be that team hanging until the end and, and take Trask. Um, but I think we're going to push that decision. I, I, right now, though, in my brain, I do think it would be Baker. I think it would be Baker. Fortunately, will probably be a piss boy room. Maybe. I mean, we see the running backs going here on the end. This is making my odds of getting Olave better. Um, it's funny, though. Like, what I just did here was not was not game theory. This is literal spag stacks theory where it's like, okay, how do I give myself a shot to get a lave back where I want him? And I do think when McCaffrey goes earlier, the room tends to start getting a little bit more running backy. Uh, so I think there's a psychological thing as well as the actual part of just leaving more receivers on the board. So like these guys can take them and hopefully I can get a lave. Because yeah, we have in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, so eight guys picking before me. One, two, three, four. Okay, five receivers ahead of Olave. That's tough. Somebody's going to take Pollard. Hopefully, somebody will take a QB. But it's going to be it's going to be difficult. This is going to be difficult. Henry two one. Damn, that is that is true. A strong feeling this is going to be a New Orleans stack to go with the Denver stack we just did. No, because it's not going to be as much competition for Tampa Bay. Like I'll be able to get Godwin and Evans at reasonable prices. The hard part I think is going to be getting Olave here, but we'll see. Pollard goes, just need somebody to pass up Olave for Devante or one of the QBs. Come on. Come on. Lamar! Lamar at 19! <laughs> oh, okay. We're live. The icon, though, sometimes does love to fuck me on these. Don't fuck me, Jeremy. You're in every fucking draft. Don't take Olave here. I will find your username and time you out if you take Olave. <laughs> So help me God, Jeremy. You've ruined a lot of my teams on stream, man. Be a bro. I love you, Jeremy. Going from threatening to trying to suck up to him. Yay, Jeremy! Jeremy, that's why you're my guy. Chris Olave. The best part of a buck stack is Chris Olave. We can all agree. Yeah, he was. He was. Good job by Jeremy. It's like the thinnest collusion. <laughs> so this is me like begging, please, please just let me get a thing that'll make this team make sense. But, uh, but yeah, Olave, I, I want Olave here. Some really nice stuff from Matt Harmon over reception perception um, about Olave's route tree, how good he was versus man last year. I still think having Michael Thomas there is not great for Olave. I do think he becomes a little bit more of a downfield guy. If Thomas is able to stay healthy and be useful. Uh, but, but yeah, Shout out to Jeremy, though. I got to give him credit. <laughs> got to give him credit. The icon. Now you're an icon to me, Jeremy. 
But he knows. He knows he's really fucked up some of my teams. <laughs> he has to know. <laughs> Keyshawn Vaughn, Sean Tucker. Mm, interesting. I think it's still Rashad White. I think it's Rashad White. All right. Boy, we, now we got... Now we are in dog shit town, huh? Now we are in... Fucking shitsville. Ugh. Nobody to reach for... I don't want to fall in Mahomes. Don't really care about Jonathan Taylor at this point. I'm going to take Amari Cooper just to get ahead of, get ahead of, quote unquote, get with this wide receiver avalanche. Man. If you get banned for collusion on a buck stack, we are really focusing on the wrong things. That is a fair point by Zayanir. Oh, man. Somebody's going to get a nice discount. Yeah, there we go. Jeremy gets Patrick Mahomes. So that worked out. That worked out in his favor. Jeremy loves a good elite QB. Team's going to need 18th round Trey Palmer to take down all the money. Honestly, if you take Trey Palmer in a buck stack where you also have Evans and Godwin, I think you're covering both probabilities. Obviously, if Evans and Godwin aren't going by week 17, your team is probably in trouble. Um, but I do think Trey Palmer is like the guy who benefits the most if Evans and Godwin are like being held out because the team is starting to tank for Caleb Williams or Drake May. Um, so I think that's something with them that I love Trey Palmer. Like I think he was one of the guys that really stood out to me as like very few outside receivers in this rookie class. And he graded out so well in all the EPA metrics and stuff like that, that uh, it was like him, Mims, Quentin Johnson. Those are the only guys that had anything of note uh, playing outside. Uh, but Trey Palmer playing out of the slot like bodes pretty well too. Like he's going to be moving around the field. Spags, you don't go through and queue up all your targets, or is that because you're on stream? I star every player and bring it back, but I'm trying to get and draft around that. Um, I don't because I'm on stream, but I also don't do it that much in real life because of getting used to not doing it on stream. I, I know mentally where they all are. Sometimes if a guy is at a weird ADP, um, like a QB in particular, where I have the stack and I want to remember that Kenny Pickett's at 165, I'll add a guy into a queue just so I know that he's there and when to take him. Um, besides that, though, no, I don't usually star players. Yeah, Jeremy got Mahomes and Tua has a monster AFC QB team. I think that worked out well for everybody. I know when you're nice to me, things work out in the room. I think that's, that's the lesson I want to impart to everybody who hops into a draft with me and BBM. Wow, this is a great, great day here. We're, we're killing it. Aaron D. Aaron D. Welcome to the family. You're going to get to see some nice Tampa Bay Buccaneers drafted today. A nice red sauce here of these boys who are probably not going to score very many points, but maybe we'll break some kneecaps in the NFC South and then the Bucks will be relevant. <laughs> but welcome to the family, Aaron. Welcome. Mwah, mwah, mwah. All right. Back to the other hat. <laughs> Oh, man. Welcome to the family bit. If you're new around here and you just see me suddenly doing fucking Italian accents to congratulate people who are members or to welcome people who are members, you got to be confused. But uh, in case there's anybody new here, and there probably are, uh, welcome to the family, a classic splash play bit when Pete and I used to really do a lot more character work on this stream. And one of my favorites, personally, was we're going to 100% take a lobby and these pricks couldn't let me get Hurts back. <laughs> Sorry, Jeremy. You got Mahomes. I didn't take Hurts. I would gladly let you have them. But your sacrifice is appreciated. Everybody, let's salute Jeremy for his sacrifice. And the name is Spag Stacks. The shitty part of this is that I'm going to have to take Chris Godwin with one of these picks coming up. 
Because again, if you are playing the probability of the Bucks being okay, it is Chris Godwin being a part of that. It is Mike Evans being a part of that. So you got to get both guys. Mike Evans maybe falls to 70, but Godwin, I cannot push. I can't push both of them to 70 and 75 here. Or 70 and 70. Yeah, 70 and 75. I watched too much college Kyle Trask, and it has me too high on him in a prospect. It really jumped out to me, man, because he was really good in college at Florida, and it wasn't a well-schemed offense, I think, as we saw with Anthony Richardson last year. Uh, so I think it is pretty live for uh, him to be useful, but we'll see. All right, so we are on the clock. Would have been nice to maybe get a Washington guy. If McLaurin had fallen, I think that would have been pretty good. But because we have the bet on McCaffrey, I am going to take Brandon Ayuk here and get a little bit of San Francisco in. I would have also taken Brees Hall if he somehow fell, but he did not fall in this room. Squirt Squad. Is this officially the branding for Splash Play? Are we going to? So it's the Splash Play family, a.k.a. the Squirt Squad. If that's what you guys want, man, I'll give it to you. <laughs> I, I'm always somebody who will bend to the will of the people. And uh, if the people demand the Squirt, the squirt Squad. <laughs> squirt Squad. That almost sounds like one of those shows that would come on after like Disney's Rescue Rangers <laughs> with Chip and Dale. That it's like, ah, and then there's this spinoff show, the Squirt Squad, about like a bunch of heroes who are made of water. Or ejaculate, I guess. Classic squirt squad. It's a good take by Tyler. My worry with Trask is he should have already beaten out Baker. I agree. It's also just not like a... This is a Brady offense. Like, they haven't done enough, I think, to make it a non-Brady offense. And these guys aren't Brady, and I think that's also going to be a problematic thing. <sighs> Fuck, I have to reach this fucking far for fucking Chris Godwin disgusting i gotta do it though the buck stack guys even though chris olave was the official start of it of the week 17 correlation buck stack is officially afoot we're reaching for chris godwin sure sometimes he falls to 70 sure sometimes nobody in a room wants him and somebody just goes all right <laughs> but i'm taking him here it's bucks it's bucks Okay, good. So I don't have to accept the squirt squad billing. I just have to acknowledge that you guys, as a democratic union of people, <laughs> what is the thing that they use uh, that they call that for the um, the cryptocurrency things, the Web three stuff? Uh, fuck. Somebody will tell me in the chat. But whatever that democratic thing is, that's what the squirt squad is. They're their own people here. I call them the Splashly family. They call themselves the squirt squad. That works. When does the squirt squad take on the flock? I think they'd be intimidated by our powerful squirting apparatus. Uh, I think you guys could kick the fantasy flock people's asses, I think. <laughs> I could, I'd take you guys in an Anchorman-style battle royale any day. Any day. That was it. Decentralized. DAO. DAO is it. What's DAO? What does DAO stand for? Stands for... Centralized Autonomous Organization. The Squirt Squad is a DAO. <laughs> um, I'm, already, I'm already giving away so much power <laughs> to my co-hosts in the, in the Squirt Squad. Darren Waller goes at a reasonable 60 in this room. You can accept that. Pog Patrol. <laughs> that, honestly, that would be appropriate for the Squirt Squad as well. <laughs> Maybe dirty what we play. You guys are hilarious. Shout out to the chat. Of course, uh, honestly, a lot of fun today. It's always a lot of fun here, but do appreciate all you guys hanging out. Of course, if you're new around here, subscribe, become part of the Squirt Squad. <laughs> I don't know, but hit the like button, leave a comment, but come be a part of this. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. This honestly, these streams the last month are uh, overall, like obviously all off season, but in particular grinding here every day the last month, been very fulfilling for me personally, a lot of fun. So please uh, get along, get along and uh, giddy up. <laughs>
Sometimes I start trying to say something, it just goes away. Get along and giddy up. Yeehaw. Yeah, the Bonk Brigade. Bonk Brigade is a subgroup of the Squirt Squad. They're the, the Navy SEALs of the Squirt Squad is the Bonk Brigade. Uh, Trevor Lawrence goes at 56 to a guy unstacked, <laughs> which has got to be tilting. Who got Calvin Ridley? Where did Calvin Ridley go? Ridley went, hold on. Am I missing? Oh, Ridley went at 24. Oh, but this guy got Burrow. All right, so 10 minute doesn't care. 10 minute wouldn't care then. But usually, again, if you take Ridley, normally that means you'll get Lawrence back. But uh, Bourbon Baron here, perhaps hitting it a little bit early today. So he did not did not allow Lawrence to fall. There we go. Yeah, if you got Burrow, you don't need Lawrence. So that's good. 10-minute protected himself there, I think. And then honestly, like what you could do if you're in 10-minute spot, you take Burrow there, you already have your correlation. And then if Lawrence continues to fall because people don't take him unstacked very often, uh, then you can maybe push Lawrence to here and you'd feel a lot better about taking him. Because frankly, this is the range that I think Trevor Lawrence should be going anyway. Neither here nor there. All right, we're on the clock. Um, uh, Evans, Evans fucking went. Ah, oh, man. What am I? All right. Well, how do we bail out a team? No, you know what? Let's not do that. Let's get Jahan Dotson. I would like to get Pittman there, but I think Dotson makes a little more sense given the fact that we do have such a heavy Niners presence. So always looking for the week 17 correlation. I will give my spiel that I do uh, every time here in case there's people new to best ball. Three things you got to do in every best ball draft. Number one, at least double stack your QB, whether it be a running back, receiver, tight end, try to get two guys on the same team with each QB. Number two, don't reach too much around ADP. Allow the values to fall to you. Number three, uh, try to correlate for week 17. Know those week 17 matchups inside and out and then try to build around that and make sure to give yourself some game stacks. Uh, there's only a diminished opportunity after nine guys game stack. So keep that in mind here. You can always game stack a little bit more. <sighs> it's a good call. Honestly, Jeff, I think for a buck stack. Oh, Pittman. Oh, Pittman. I just want to just want to touch him. Uh, this is not going to be a Pittman team, though, even though yeah, it's not that big of a discount. We'll live without it. But yeah, Rashad White not going to fall back to the 90s. So Let's get him here. Uh, one thing I will say about the Bucks as well, and good call by Jeff, remind me of that because I, I might have just allowed Rashad White to get pushed. Bad teams running backs still are valid. Bad teams running backs perform better than bad teams wide receivers do. So even though we're making the bet on the Bucks being competent here, despite the fact that we couldn't get Mike Evans because it was fucking Bourbon Baron that took Mike Evans too. What a what a prick. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, Rashad White can get there in a multitude of ways. Uh, bad teams will sometimes just hand, like, remember the Cardinals last year uh, when things went south, Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray to his ACL? They just gave the ball to James Conner a bunch of times in a game, gave him checkdowns, gave him short passes because Colt McCoy couldn't throw the ball at all. Uh, David Blau was a little bit better, but didn't do much. Uh, but because of that point being, Rashad White can have a perfectly good year just getting 20 touches that mean absolutely nothing. Um, and also if the bucks are okay, like they're going to be okay, largely because of the defense, it's not going to be because of Baker Mayfield. And at this point, seeming like it's not going to be because of Kyle Trask. So, uh, you take Rashad white because of that. Uh, but obviously in a buck stack going to look pretty good. Nice steal for your, our boy, Chad Mashkey, of course, one of the preeminent data collectors guys, uh, distilling all the information from best ball media four out there. He gets Michael Pittman at 81 Pittman shouldn't be falling right now. Pittman should not be falling right now. He's looking good in camp. Had a little bit of an injury the other day. Played through it. Um, 
maybe some risk that he gets supplanted by Josh Downs, who's a little more of the Devontae Smith type in this offense that Shane Steichen's going to be bringing. Uh, but it's a contract year for Pittman. He's going to get paid probably either way. But a guy who's shown a ceiling, I believe in AR, I think it's a nice value for Chad. You're getting him at 81. Honestly, sick team by Chad. Getting Kelsey, that's obviously going to be always a skeleton key potential there at tight end. Devontae Adams falling here. It's basically a wide receiver one caliber guy going at 16. Gets the falling Jonathan Taylor uh, get at 33. Brees at 40. Nice team by Chad. Good job by him. Lee in this spot. Any fantasy flock impersonations, LOL. I mean, I think I did one by taking Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Three spot. Christian McCaffrey going at the three spot. You got to snap him up every single time. It doesn't matter how many routes Elijah Mitchell's going to run. Doesn't matter the fact that the Niners are competing for a Super Bowl. You simply have to get McCaffrey. I would have 100% Christian McCaffrey if I could do it, but I simply can't. My blazer won't allow me to fit that much Christian McCaffrey inside. He's too big. He's too big. I can't fit him in the pockets. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know where that impression went to. That's improv for you. Oh, great. Elon just said that X will remove the ability to block accounts. Oof. I've always been more of a meter than a blocker. But here we go. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That's a good call. I, I haven't watched the stream of his in a while, so I'm a little bit low on my, my information to use for an impression. But I guess I have to do it. Oh, God. All right, what are we going to do here? 0250. New Orleans. Mike, man, Michael Thomas already went. All right, so we're not going to build up the New Orleans side. Uh, slight Pacheco fall. Let's just get Antonio Gibson here. None of these receivers are lighting my world on fire or anything. So we've got McCaffrey, Rashad White, Antonio Gibson. So we're building out a little bit San Francisco, Washington, building out a little New Orleans, Tampa Bay. I uh, did not get much for the Jets with Cleveland. Uh, but anyway, receiver, Chris Olave, Amari Cooper, Brandon Ayuk, Chris Godwin, Jahan Dotson. This is sort of the way, I don't know if it's going to work out perfectly. This is what we were talking about with like taking two different QBs because the value then is you're getting two different game stacks. So I'm building out Niners, Washington. I'm building out New Orleans, Tampa Bay. I think this looks pretty good. Ooh, a new jump throw from AR clip. <laughs> so we want to see. Am I getting... Okay. Nothing important. On my phone, to be clear. Meat wad is very important. All right, we got a lot of guys left here. A lot of running backs. Traylon Burks falling, not a surprise. Oh, Jeremy's going to get two of falling back, so I'm good for, good for Jeremy. Uh... There's nothing. Is there a jet anywhere nearby? Ugh. I'm just going to take some talent here and get AJ Dillon because I feel like we're pretty close to being done at running back at this point. Um, and I don't want to snipe Chad on AR. I wanted Chad to realize the joys of Anthony Richardson. <laughs> uh, Chad hoping that'll prevent me from not taking AR, but no, you can have an AR share. I'll allow it. I didn't take Pittman. I don't think I need to build out another third game stack here. But it's, it's tough. Sometimes when you're building a team like the Bucks, it's a little bit annoying. Uh, it's Blue Fox reach for Lazard, huh? Interesting. 
Um, kind of annoying sometimes with the late round guys, just because you sort of have to mentally plan a flag for, uh, I am going to take this guy late. So like for the bucks, I think you should take Kate Otten as part of the stack. Um, absolutely. So like, if we're going to take Kate Otten, I basically don't need to take more than one tight end, definitely not more than two tight ends before we get to that 17th or 18th round. Uh, so that's part of the issue here. Um, but yeah. Dealing over Charbonnet with my most recent love for him. Yes. In this build, I have enough Charbonnet. Um, very over on Charbonnet still. We'll talk about my exposures once we wrap up this draft, but let me see where I'm at on Charbonnet right now. It's got to be 23 or so. A 20.7% overall, and then in BBM, yeah, 20, wow, I was, I was on the nose. 23% Charbonnet, but I only have 15% Dylan, and um, I think Dylan is pretty good leverage against Aaron Jones, um, just because of the fact that Aaron Jones is a little bit older. There's a world where AJ Dillon could be a bell cow back if like Aaron Jones finally uh, turns to dust at his age. Spack so zero RB builds. Don't you feel like you generate a lot of teams, the same running backs in mid to late rounds? That's part of the challenge of juggling it. That's why I took AJ Dillon there. I'm um, obviously I'm still double the field on AJ Dillon. So perhaps not, uh, perhaps not making the case the way that I would like. But I think the goal is sort of to start your running back run at different time periods. So here, uh, here we took one running back early. So this is more of an anchor RB. And as a result, then we're starting running backs here. So like trying to give a unique texture after running for five straight receivers. Um, if I start zero RB, usually it'll be, usually it'll be a seventh or eighth round. If I'm doing an extreme zero RB where you just spam receivers for six rounds or so. Um, but I try to make sure to get different guys like, you know, David Montgomery, I took in the last draft. It is on you, though, to manage your exposures. Like, obviously, a draft caddy like Brick has, of course, the draftcaddy.com if you want to support our guy Brick. Um, that's a good one to have, too, so you can track it in real time and you know, like, oh, I never draft Khalil Herbert here. I should draft him. Um, that's the kind of thing that I think matters. But I've actually got exposure to all the guys in this range. Like, I've got a good amount of Dylan. I've got a good amount of Charbonnet, good amount of Robinson, good amount of A-Chain, Penny. So... I'm doing it manually, but I think that's the main thing is you have to tell yourself like, hey, take this other running back then. Or, or you're just building you know, the correlations for week 17 off of what you've already got. And then naturally, that'll allow you to draft different running backs each time. Warren is such a comfy pick if you get him past pick 130. I agree. Uh, I was looking at some of my old lineups. I was getting Jalen Warren in the 150s, 160s at one point in BBM. So I very much support that. Uh, your closing line value is gone, but honestly, there's still more left uh, with him with how good he's been and how they apparently haven't wanted to give Najee a lot of touches. Uh, <laughs> Mike Tomlin said, I believe the quote was, at his age, you don't want to give him too many touches. Najee's 25. So that's, I think there's a lot of, a lot of reason to be happy with Jalen Warren. Um, and I don't think he's going to get like 25 touches a game like Najee was getting at some point, but he's going to be, he's going to be doing something. All right. Zero four five Oh. Mm, nothing too sexy here. It's just nothing that correlates fantastically for me. I am going to take Romeo Dobbs to keep me alive for another potential quarterback. And I wouldn't mind getting a little more Dobbs, just given my Watson reliance overall. Um, I'm with the field on Dobbs, but I would like to get a little bit more. Uh, so the team so far, Christian McCaffrey, Rashad White, Antonio Gibson, A.J. Dillon, Chris Olave, Amari Cooper, Brandon Ayuk, Chris Godwin, Jahan Dotson, Romeo Dobbs. And I think we need to walk away from receiver for a little bit here. Yeah. Adam, pushing those Juwan Johnson bags. Juwan Johnson is a target for me in this sort of team. Definitely makes a little more sense here. Um, 
I like Jawan Johnson as an add-on when you have Derek Carr the most. I think that's when he makes the most sense. It's a guy that just gets uh, gets you some leverage against Taysom Hill, kind of, uh, with that one, where the assumption then would be that Derek Carr throws a few more you know, at red zone, end zone jump balls to Jawan Johnson, and then we see less gimmickry for Taysom Hill. Uh, but I think Jawan Johnson's perfectly fine. He's just not like, not lighting my world on fire. I don't get what they're going, what they're doing in New Orleans this year, to be honest, in some respects. Taysom time actually does kind of make sense here. He might be, he might be a tight end to go to. All right, Jalen Warren goes, which is fine. Wasn't really expecting to get him today. <sighs> I have so much Kendra Miller. We're building out this Bucks game. We are going to take a fifth running back here. We're going to go Jamal Williams. So we have Christian McCaffrey, Rashad White, Antonio Gibson, A.J. Dillon, Jamal Williams, a receiver, Chris Olave, Amari Cooper, Brandon Ayuk, Chris Godwin, Jahan Dotson, Romeo Dobbs. Only thing I'm missing here was getting Evans back. But then if I got Evans, maybe I wouldn't have gotten Dotson. But I think we're doing okay with the game stacking. Derek Hart, 126. What is this guy doing? Blue Fox. Blue Fox took Kamara at 67. DeAndre Swift at 54, Aaron Jones at 43, Lamar at 19. This is so this is what we talk about when I say don't reach at ADP. By doing all this, A, this team doesn't make sense. So that's the first part. The second part of it is that he's reaching for all the stuff and like, yeah, I got Lamar and Mark. So I get why he did that. But it's like people get discount Lamar and Mark Andrews and they get it with Miami guys. He's getting it with Eckler and he's also not taking a receiver until 78 where he's reaching for Michael Thomas and then just taking old guys, Michael Thomas, Odell, Alan Lazard, take Zeke at 115. This is a this is a bad team. I'm going to I'm going to highlight this one here as an official bad team. Don't I would say try not to do drafts like this one. Got to let it come to you a little bit more. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> No, 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 it's the ladies and gentlemen thing throwing me for a loop in that impression. Uh, but yes, perhaps he is. Perhaps he is. It could just be somebody too, you know, just doing one best ball draft and they're drafting the names they know. But yikes. Yikes for that team. Adam making his case for Juwan some more. List of tight ends with more touchdown catches than Juwan Johnson last year. Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, and a list. Touchdowns cannot be, uh, aren't always the stickiest thing is the one thing I'd warn about with that, but. Uh, was, let me look at Juwan's advanced numbers. Let's 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 get to the bottom of it. A Juwan 0.15 EPA per target. That's pretty good. Uh, not quite like a Goddard Kittle tier, but adding more value uh, per every time you touch the ball is going to be a positive. 11% uh, receiving DVOA. Same thing, right in line. 17% uh, target per route run rate. A little bit low for a tight end, but I guess that's not a surprise necessarily. Uh, 0.5 red zone targets per game. 0.3 within the five yard line. Yeah. Look, I mean, he's a big body dude. He's a big body dude. OMG at the 10 hole is winning. What is OMG doing? Bijan, CD lamb, Josh Jacobs, Gibbs. Oh, so that's a fun correlation. Lamb and Gibbs sneaky little correlation there. Uh, JSN, Tyler Lockett flowers. Yeah, I do like, so if you do a running back run like this, I've said this on stream before, I do like if you're going to hit these running backs and not get the elite receiver capital early on besides one guy, just stacking then and allowing the stack to do the work to try to make up the difference of those early, not having an early receiver or a bunch of early receivers. That is a way to do that. Uh, JSN and Lockett would, yeah, like this, this scene makes a lot of sense. Good call, but call by 10 minute. All right, we're on the clock here. We need a lot. <laughs> we need. Something. 
Good God, Taysom. No, Taysom didn't already go, did he? Taysom's at 171. Man, I am just like not in this right spot at all. Ah, uh, fuck Gainwell. That was a panic click. I don't need a sixth running back here, but these receivers are not doing it for me either. Ugh. And then the guy taking cars kind of throwing that off. Whatever. I think we're going to close the stack coming up here. Man. That was a weird pocket. Why is it? Why is the room so weird right now? That's always a fun question to ask. Like, what happened here? I think it's just Blue Fox reaching for all these dudes kind of threw off the pockets for me. Because uh, that's really, like, for me as a drafter, one of my best strengths is like, oh, I know this pocket's coming up, and I can grab this guy, this guy, this guy. And whenever I run into one like that, where it's I don't see anybody here on this board that I think makes sense for me or I really want to go to, uh, I don't think that that's uh, my favorite. I would still need to get some receivers, but I think we have to do that later. I am going to just get Jordan Love here as our QB one. And I think this might be a three QB build because it should be anyway because of the Bucks. Um, not being able to get Carr, I think this would have been a good build to have Carr with Love with whichever Tampa Bay QB we choose. And I think instead, we're just going to have to get Love and figure out what the third stack's going to be. The team so far, it's a 1-6-6-0. Jordan Love, Christian McCaffrey, Rashad White, Antonio Gibson, A.J. Dillon, Jamal Williams, Kenneth Gainwell, uh, Chris Olave, Amari Cooper, Brandon Ayuk, Chris Godwin, uh, Jahan Dotson, Romeo Dobbs. Need more receivers, but we're going to take some late. But we got five more picks left. All right. I'm going to have to go, I think, deeper in ADPs to get the guys that we need here. Probably get a better team if not doing the stack. A certain team, a lot of weird drafters in this room. That is definitely true. Look, that's the one thing that happens on the stream. I'm absolutely making an EV sacrifice in the name of just trying to put these out there and have a concept. Sometimes it has resulted in me making good teams, like the stacks fell and, and worked out the right way. Uh, but in this one, I think GA is right here that this room being weird kind of limited my flexibility and then me having to do a specific goal did that as well. Don't hate the team. Like, I think we got talent in. It just, just doesn't, it doesn't feel right. The feng shui of the team is just a little bit off. Adam, I think you're going to get a Juwan share. You're either going to get a, a Taysom share or a Juwan share, uh, but we'll see what comes back to us. Oh, no, wait, no. Juwan went at 150. Never mind. <laughs> More like Blue Fox B L E W. <laughs> this guy fucking sucks. Oh, I hate him. Hey, why is there one in every room? Feed the freezer and blue fox in the same draft room would just be anarchy. Absolutely. Jaden Reed or Musgrave? Musgrave. Musgrave overall. Um, yeah, yeah Jaden Reed's still fine, though. Like, Jaden Reed is a perfectly good player, but I think the potential to smash at a position you really need it is a lot higher for Musgrave than Jaden Reed. Uh, Jaden Reed's just going to be competing pretty heavily for targets with Watson. And uh, and Watson, honestly, in particular. Watson and Dobbs. But, like, Watson's the one you really have to worry about because he's going to command a lot of end zone looks, uh, a lot of red zone looks, also have the ability to break big plays. And Jaden Reed's not big enough, I think, to force his way into that conversation. So I would go Musgrave because they are really... They're treating Musgrave like a special weapon, whereas I think Jaden Reed's just like a slot guy is going to be pretty good. Still have Jimmy Graham as an option. That's true. Just big run on tight end here. Big run. 
this guy. Bourbon Baron, Blue Fox, just fucking assholes. See, this guy took three tight. Okay, so Blue Fox is also taking three tight ends while having Mark Andrews. And he's reaching for Tyler Conklin, who we got a 200 last draft. That's just a bad draft. Oh, I just hate bad drafts like this. I just hate it. Uh, let's reach for Taysom here. I'm just going to get my guys to complete this stuff here, I think, at this point. Uh, well, yeah, I see another thing I should do. Maybe a thing I should have done over Taysom here, but I don't want to risk one of these guys taking Taysom. I think Taysom is more valuable to me at this point than he is to uh, 10 Minute and Jay Sunby. But I don't want Jay Sunby to, like, take Taysom. I don't know that he would have. We'll see. This is my serious face. This is my, hmm, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Yeah, that's that's the stupid part. It's like you wasted this capital here. You're reaching for Lamar, getting this great correlation, even if it is at a, a steep price tag here uh, with Lamar and Mark Andrews. But then you just ruin it. Like this is just absolutely ruining by taking these guys here ahead of ADP when you could be adding talent. Like he needs receivers. He needs he needs receivers really bad. <laughs> and yeah, that ain't it. All right, I'm gonna take Brock Purdy here too. Uh, we obviously have the Christian McCaffrey. We have the uh, Brandon Ayuk, and we have the bringbacks with Washington. So that's how we're going to build that out. And now you're seeing, I don't think I'm going to get anybody great from Minnesota. So that's the kind of shitty part of this. So I'm not going to get three game stacks out of it, but I am going to get two big game stacks and then one stacked QB uh, with Jordan Love. And I'll read the team out loud. So Jordan Love and Brock Purdy, we've got double stacks for both guys. Or, or brewing them. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, Rashad White, Antonio Gibson, A.J. Dillon, Jamal Williams, Kenneth Gainwell at running back, receiver, Chris Olave, Amari Cooper, Brandon Ayu, Chris Godwin, Jahan Dotson, Romeo Dobbs, and a tight end, Taysom Hill. We're working it. This room is going to look okay. This uh, team is going to look good at the end, but right now, it's been a weird process to get there. It's going to be random, but do you, any of the underdog colors seem off to you? Like, blue is not a tight end color to me. Hmm. Like, like uh, we're talking like reading auras kind of stuff. Um, I agree. I feel like blue feels more running backy. I've just done so many underdog drafts that now these colors are like filed in my brain. Um, I feel like tight ends feel red to me. Tell me what color you think tight end should be. <laughs> I would say receivers being yellow, I think works like obviously the piss boy branding that Pete and his uh, has been beaten into the ground over the course of the years. And, and you can buy his merch over at the Overset store. The links down in the description as well for our splash play merch, as well as all the merch that Pete has going over there. Um, so that's ingrained in my brain. I like the yellow too. It's like a gold yellow, which I think makes sense. I think running back should be silver running back should be like receivers should be gold running back should be silver. And you couldn't really make tight ends bronze, but tight ends should be like, bronze should be copper colored red or orange what color is history in high school i'm thinking red <laughs> oh, we're doing a little a little bit of a rorschach test here for everybody red is a bad color do we really want to describe a drafter as bleeding red oh did you say this ross and one of the isn't the draftings uh, board has red as a color as well and I think Ross said that it was, I'm sorry if I'm misquoting Ross and it was somebody else. Like I said, it's like perioding is what we we're saying. <laughs> what we we're saying if you're just drafting a bunch of red players. So maybe you don't want that. Shedding your uterine lining. 
History in high school is brown. Yes, brown like leather-bound books. That's what history in high school is. The period boys. That was what Ross said. <laughs> I don't want to misquote Ross. <laughs> the period boys is a very funny bit. Uh, Luke Musgrave went so early here to lock and loss. So we're not going to get Musgrave. Oh, this board is real weird, man. Like Musgrave usually can maybe push him here. Um, probably more likely to take him at 171. Just thrown off. All right. Hmm. Just thinking through this. Nothing is exciting me too much here. Let's take Rashid Shahid. Just one more little correlation for our Tampa Bay. And then I think we're going to hit QB and tight end and make this a two tight end build. It's, it feels flimsy, but I, I really thought I needed one more receiver in this room. So the team so far, Jordan Love, Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, Rashad White, Antonio Gibson, A.J. Dillon, Jamal Williams, Kenneth Gainwell, Olave, Amari Cooper, Brandon Ayuk, uh, Chris Godwin, Jahan Dotson, Romeo Dobbs, and Rashid Shahid at receiver. And then a tight end, Taysom Hill. Where I fucked up was taking Gainwell. I didn't need him here. This would have been perfectly fine as a five running back build, but just there was nobody on the screen or even close to it that I wanted to take. I should have started reaching for guys earlier because then I could have reached for, could have reached for Taysom maybe and then gotten Musgrave or reached for Musgrave and gotten Taysom. Um, but that's the mistake that I think I made here. Um, because of the fact that obviously I'll have an option for Baker or Trask, I'm going to take K. Dotton here. And we'll add him to our tight ends room, our illustrious tight ends room of Taysom Hill and Kate Otten. A little thin, a little thin. I say Ayuk. I think it's Ayuk. I don't know. <laughs> I don't feel strongly enough to correct myself, uh, but somebody wants to correct me and give me the right one in the chat. I'll, I'll try to adapt. I'll try to adapt. The team to start taking some Tampa Bay players have a Tampa Bay stack. Uh, did we not just see me take Kate Otten? I think you were a little bit early on that one, Chad. Uh, but you're not going to get Trey Palmer in this one. Part of me thinks, do I need to take a Tampa Bay QB? Like, is it is a smarter move? Perhaps just to, a uh, Trey Palmer will probably go. Because I think people are, are on to the... Let's, here, let's put Trey Palmer in the queue. Put Baker... And what's his face? Kyle Trask. Think this through. You're probably best to get another tight end. I think that's true. <sighs> yeah, I feel like this build tells a tale of Derek Carr not being the Saints QB and deferring to Taysom Hill, which is fine. I think this is kind of a situation, though, where, like, what else would I take a tight end? Is there anything that correlates left? Trey McBride for a bring back for Gainwell, maybe. I'm just gonna put some names here. Let's just let's just put some dudes in here. Because right now we have a Tampa Bay triple sans QB. But there's such fluidity at the QB situation that I just don't like I don't know that I need to take the QB. I don't know that it benefits me to take the QB at this point. Because, like, these guys can get there. If I pick the wrong starter immediately, these guys can get there without my QB then. 
McBride goes, Mayer goes. <laughs> All right, never mind. So I think we are now down to Trey Palmer or Bucks QB then. Yeah. Like Hayden Hurst. I don't know. That doesn't do a lot for me. He's okay, but I don't think in this build. Lonnie Woods. Troutman. All right, what do you guys think? Drop me in the chat. Trey Palmer or one of the QBs? Oh, Colt Turner for that Niners bring back. Hmm. Cameron Latu for a little more correlation with Brock Purdy. Baker. I think the bet is Baker because like this is the only way that you see Godwin being there all year. I think Trey Trask. Oh, this is all over. This is all over. <sighs> Baker. Baker it is. Oh, we completed the stack. <laughs> we completed the stack. All right. The final team here. That was stressful. <laughs> Final team, and we'll look at my exposures uh, when I read this out loud. Jordan Love, Brock Purdy, Baker Mayfield, Christian McCaffrey, uh, Rashad White, Antonio Gibson, A.J. Dillon, Jamal Williams, Kenneth Gainwell, receiver, Chris Olave, Amari Cooper, Brandon Ayuk, Chris Godwin, Jahan Dotson, Romeo Dobbs, Rashid Shahid, and in a year where I expect teams to really use the tight end more effectively, I expect all these rookies to come in with big roles because – NFL's a copycat league. They saw in the Super Bowl is Dallas Goddard, Travis Kelsey, my tight ends, and this year, Taysom Hill and K-Dot. <laughs> Thumbs up. But we completed the stack. We completed the stack. Of all the times to not get sniped, this is one of them. I should make Baker my brand. No fucking chance, Charlie. <laughs> no fucking chance. All right, let's look at my exposures. Uh, let me refresh to see. Hopefully, we'll get the latest. All right, BBMs, 128. I won't name them. won't force you to go through that part. All right. So I think this is not including the last draft. It's showing 127 here. Uh, my overall top five, Christian Watson, just shy of 30%. Jalen Warren, just shy of 30%. This is the bag that I am the most delighted about because this is a bag that goes back to fucking May. <laughs> so I am getting some cheap Jalen Warren. Kendry Miller, the opposite. Uh, he's dipped a little bit, but he's back at practice. So that's positive. Uh, Michael Pittman, 26%. Number five, Roshan at 24.4. Uh, no puppy three action. No, I've not put any in yet. I got to finish my DraftKings and I have to finish my BBM. So that's where I've been at. Uh, but if I get some in, it'll be because I'm feeling too close to finishing BBM and I'll throw some puppies in. Uh, QB though, my top five. Uh, Anthony Richardson, number one at 23%. So that's in range. I felt like all along 20 to 25 is the best range for a QB. Kenny Pickett, number two at 16%. Number three, Jordan Love at 13%. Number four, Kirk Cousins at 12%. And number five, Deshaun Watson at 11%. And you can see here, these are all the guys that I'm above the field on. Here are the ones I'm under and uh, ones that I'm close to. Running backs, my top five. Jalen Warren, number one at th uh, that 30% we just saw. Kendry Miller, number two at 27%. Roshan, number three at 24.4. Zach Charbonnet, number four at 23%. And number five, Devin Singletary at 22%. I still feel okay about Singletary because I got a lot of him when he was cheaper. I still think there's a chance he's going to maybe be a, at least a, a share with uh, Damian Pierce. But that's the one that I feel mm, a little bit sketchy about. A little bit sketchy about. Uh, Christian Watson, number one at receiver here for me, uh, 30% in BBM. Number two, Michael Pittman at a more responsible 26%. Number three, George Pickens at 23%. Probably not going to get to the 30 I want to get. Can probably get closer to 25. Uh, DK Metcalf tied with Pickens at that same 22.8%. And then Amari Cooper uh, moving up here to 17.3% ahead of Quentin Johnston, ahead of Devontae Adams, ahead of Kadarius Toney. 
Uh, and then a tight end to close it out here. Michael Mayer, 16.5%. Mark Andrews, 14.2%. Sam Laporta, 14.2%. Cheaper Sam Laporta, a lot of that as well. Luke Musgrave at 13 was drafted him. So he's been undrafted, so that feels pretty good. Irv Smith at 12%, tied with Dalton Kincaid. And then Jelani Woods, vestigial Jelani Woods, who I do not really draft anymore uh, because he's fucking not playing still. <laughs> he needs to play. Um, no clue how he's out for. It's just a back injury, though. He should be okay. Biggest score on best ball and underdog, like my biggest score last year. I finished top 200 in BBM, but uh, was submarined by Cincinnati Buffalo. That is my my claim to fame. <laughs> Either way, guys, thank you for hanging out with me here. It's always fun doing this stuff with you guys. Really do appreciate how much energy and, and comedy you guys bring to the chat. Really makes me happy. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for all of you doing uh, what you're doing to make this fun. But of course, make sure to subscribe if you're new around here. Hit the like button. Really helps me out here. I'm just grinding five days a week of drafts. I need your help as much as I need my own just showing up here and doing it. So please hit that like button. And of course, leave a comment. Any questions as well? I always love to hear from people who are listening to this over the weekend who are uh, playing back the week of streams. Like that honestly is great like it brings me a lot of joy so feel free to leave a comment any questions any thoughts you have and don't be afraid to use that promo code splash to double your deposit up to 100 bucks if for some reason you've not played an underdog it's a lot of fun even when uh, you get sniped two separate drafts <laughs> either way though it is a good time an underdog i would swear by it. biggest prize pool in best ball for best ball mania for three million dollars the first place so check that out follow me at chris spags follow the show at splash play pod I'll be back on Monday, back grinding some drafts and basketball mania. So I will see you guys then. Enjoy your weekends. And of course, good luck. And to the squirt squad, you may rest. <laughs> Bye, guys.